1: Welcome to this next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast and today we have Rebecca Jones with us. Rebecca is a clinical hypnotherapist and consultant and the CEO and the founder of both Paris Saint Cloud and the Harley Street Therapy Clinic. How are you today, Rebecca?
0: I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Nice to chat to you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm doing well. You know, uh, Christmas came and went and now we're launching into a, a new year, kind of excited to, I always say to people, it's not what the year will bring to you, it's what you bring to the year that's going to make the difference. And that's very much like my mindset. Is that the sort of sort of mindset you have as well, Rebecca?
0: Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think it's been difficult times for everyone, hasn't it, the last couple of years. And, you know, as you say, launching into a, a new year, we've got to really kit ourselves out with what's going to work best for us and how to live our lives in the best way possible under what has been and it appears continues to be challenging circumstances isn't it I mean who would have thought a couple of years ago we'd be entering our third year of a, a global pandemic and of course it just hit everyone sideways didn't it but if we can prepare ourselves and equip ourselves if you like with some of the best tools to move forward in that, then we're going to be in better positions in 2022, hopefully.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, Jim Rohn said it best when he says, you know, you can't control the wind, but it's the setting of the sail. And I think today, Rebecca, if we can help people on this podcast set the sail, really, you know, that's all that we can do. We can't control the wind, we can't control some of the factors that life brings to us. But what we can control is is how we uh, put our sail to those problems. Do we use actually the wind and turbulence to actually move us forward rather than take us uh, off kilter? So I think that's uh, really important. And uh, I am really looking forward to getting into this interview with you.
0: Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, me too. And also, as you say, do we use those forces in our favour? And, and it's all about that, isn't it? Because I suppose our natural instincts to resist things and we don't like change naturally it can scare us we can be quite fearful of it and we resist that but if we can be a bit more dynamic and and go with that and let it propel us forward uh, we can stand ourselves in good stead and be in a much better position for getting to where we want to be
1: absolutely yeah it's not that life will get easier it's just that we will become more resilient we'll have a better way of dealing with problems, you know, so that's definitely true. Now, Rebecca, you've uh, got quite a, quite a, quite a career and quite a background and I would love (laughs) to know kind of what or who has had the greatest impression on your professional career that's enabled you to open up, you know, several clinics and and do several things, you know, in the business realm. Uh, I'd love to know what was the greatest contribution to that?
0: Well, I mean, I suppose there are, there are people that have influenced me, but also circumstances have influenced me as well. Um, if we're looking at people, um, Dr. Richard Bandler, Paul McKenna, those are the kind of people that initially inspired me back in 2004 when I read Paul McKenna's first book of change your life in seven days it was like really in seven days um and actually it was my mum who was in hospital at the time and someone bought her this book as a gift and I went visiting one time and um I was like oh what's that and she was like oh I don't want that (laughs) you have it you you read it if you want and I read it and that was me hooked on hypnosis and wanting to be a, a hypnotist and of course Dr Richard Bandle who I work with now he actually trained Paul McKenna so it's um so it's been great, but also circumstances in our lives can propel us into different things. Certainly, I know along my journey and in my life, past certain things have happened that have made me kind of stop and think and and say, "Hang on a minute, right? Which direction do you, do I want to go in?"
1: Yeah, that's that's great. I love I love that. You know, it definitely is a mix of people and circumstances. And again, I think it's how how we respond. It's a really interesting, cute story though, isn't it? How somebody bought your mum that as a gift. She's like, nah, I don't want that. And then it was like <laughs> such an enlightening moment for you.
0: Yes, yes. And now, of course, my mum loves hypnosis and hypnotherapy with me doing what I do. And whenever I go around, she was like, oh, will you hypnotise me? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's kind of gone full circle. Yeah, but but in a sense, I would I would say it's things that happened in my life that were definitely the culminating factors that, pulled everything together that actually in later years reminded me of that book that I read in 2004 and thought actually that's in there somewhere now I need to go back to that and do something with that
1: yeah now as we're talking about hypnotherapy I always love to define words that we hear all the time but maybe you've never heard it said but for you Rebecca what is hypnotherapy and how does it work in real simple terms
0: okay so really trying to simplify it hypnotherapy I mean it, the word therapy is in there so it's a type of therapy complementary medicine if you like that people can easily access for whatever problems they may have or issues or or challenges but it's using hypnosis and I think hypnosis, the hypno part of the hypnotherapy is the bit that actually sometimes scares people. Um, You know, I have people coming to me and inquiring and saying, but actually I'm just a bit fearful. I don't actually know what it is because I suppose people still think of dancing like a chicken and things like that being made to do something that, you know, they don't want to do. But in simple terms, all hypnosis is, is a deeply relaxed state and we actually do it ourselves several times a day without even knowing it so you know that point after when you've had a good hearty meal and you're sitting in front of the fire and you feel like dozing off a little bit that's a trance-like state or if you have you ever driven your car from A to B and got to B and not really remembered how you get there and that's the, that's the hypnotic trance state as well. And so we, we do it naturally anyway. But in hypnotherapy, what we do is we access that with the help of a therapist who can probably get us to get to a much deeper level. And then like other forms of therapy, it uses then the therapy to help you build what it is that you need. But it does it so much more intensely and effectively because you're doing it in that relaxed hypnotic state mm. it's very often that our conscious minds take over and, and fight against things and even though we're listening to someone and getting good advice there's a part of us that might resist as we've spoken about before or that self-sabotage so mm. when we do it in that hypnotic state it's so much easier to access our unconscious minds and make that change
1: I was going to say why is it that we have to be in like a kind of a a relaxed state in order to deal with some of the maybe the more traumatic parts of our life?
0: Yeah and, and that's just it because our our conscious mind does take over and it's that fight or flight and it even though our ourselves always want the best for ourselves and you know do things from a positive intention to protect ourselves or care for us there is that part of us that's fearful and does resist and as we've said before doesn't like change Mm. but when we're in that deep hypnotic state where our unconscious mind is in charge if you like we're kind of much more susceptible to making that change because those fears have been removed we're just dealing with the subconscious and then things click into place, we create that pattern. So then when we wake up, when we come out of that hypnotic state, we're able then to make those changes and follow that pattern that's already programmed into our minds.
1: Now, we recently had Marissa Peer on the Brains Magazine podcast, uh, and I was just wondering, how does the therapy that you do differ from, say, something like RTT?
0: I think the difference is that, Hers are for changes and building and becoming better. And very often, what I work with addiction, trauma, anxiety, and depression, and dealing with those first, because I think very often what people try to do is just to become the best that they can be without maybe clearing some of that baggage. So if you've got a drug addiction or you've got some essential PTSD trauma, getting rid of that. And then once you've created that void there's a space then to put something positive within it and that's the work that I do really it's twofold so very often some people say I've seen another therapist I've been working on myself for 20 years nothing has worked and they've had addiction after addiction after addiction so they've cleared away the negative but then there's a void there somewhere and they've replaced it with another addiction But then in the final part of my process, what I do is I then add the positive in. So, okay, you're not a cocaine addict anymore. What do you want in your life? How do you want your life to look? And then we work on that. So there's kind of an extra stage within there that makes you move forward and actually gives you the life that you do want. So it's not just getting rid of a negative, but building a positive in there as well in that void.
1: Yeah, I think that's very profound i think that 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 does happen a lot where people may stop something but they don't start something positive they as you said they then just transfer uh and addictions is a great example of that you know that impulsiveness you know that's that's really important what you said there and i love the fact that your work adds it doesn't just take so that's that's great what are what are some of the unique methods in hypnotherapy that you use Rebecca
0: I think that the key is that it's done in that hypnotic state because as, as I've said before you know I've got clients who come to me and say I've been dealing with this for 60 70 years I wish I'd come to you 40 years ago and it is because they've had CBT, they've had the counseling, the talking therapy. I work with people from the Priory and from the Maudsley Hospital in in London, and they've seen psychiatrists and psychologists for years. And yes, they've helped them to a certain extent on the path, but they've just not made that final step to actually moving to where they want to be. And that does come from our unconscious mind. So in, in my opinion, without the hypnotic part of the therapy, it's very difficult to move on because, as, as you said, when, when you're an addict, okay, you might be an alcoholic and then you might get into running and marathons and ultramarathons, but it becomes a bit of an obsession and you mm. have to break that, that cycle. So only through working with the unconscious mind can you make that real change and, and transformation in your life.
1: Love that. Of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now with, with COVID and it's something that we can't fully ignore because it's become a part of our life like we didn't even know COVID like the word COVID even existed you know a few years ago but you know with COVID you know still being at the very forefront of our lives where, where did your idea and heart to provide treatment to make sufferers from long COVID come from?
0: I think just being at the at the heart of it really people contacting me and and saying they needed help I mean initially it started with the NHS heroes Mm -hmm. here in England where people needed help and it was doctors and the nurses and then thousands of people were obviously suffering from COVID and then I guess October 2020 last year it was really when Long Covid became a massive problem and people were reaching out for help and and there was no help. It never existed before. And so what I decided to do when I was researching and looking at the symptoms and I just thought this is something that hypnotherapy can really help with. And there'd been like absolutely no mention of it at all. So what I decided to do was set up my own research And trials and clinical studies, and basically asked for volunteers who had long COVID to come forward. And if you're happy to work with me, you know, we'll do a trial and and see what works and what doesn't work. Um, And as a result of that, it proved really effective and successful. And so set up the Long COVID Therapy Institute, where we're in the final phases of it now and the final steps of research and developing techniques and What I've been able to do is, as well as all of the hypnotherapy techniques that I've always used, just make tweaks and changes in some of the techniques and develop new original material and techniques as well that actually haven't been used before. But working with the long COVID patients, we've seen what does work and what doesn't work and what they need more of and less of. So, yeah, it's been brilliant and hopefully... 2022 will be a year where we can really help lots of those long COVID sufferers because I think we're only just at the, you know, the tip of the iceberg of the number of sufferers that will eventually come about. I mean, even just this morning on BBC News, people were talking about, as well as long COVID, the PTSD and the trauma that people are now facing from their experiences in ICU you know having to be sedated and the ventilators and which are really traumatic I mean some people do decide when they're in hospital not to go through that because it is so traumatic you know and they'd rather suffer and you know sadly some people do die if they don't go for the ventilation but it is very traumatic so the PTSD that people will suffer after that and next year is um I think it's going to be a big problem a, a very large issue.
1: Do you find that the the hypnotherapy side is dealing with some of the neurological and brain fog that people are getting from long covid or do you see the benefit of the the mind to body kind of relationship uh, within hyp- hypnotherapy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd say both, to be honest, because obviously we've got our neural pathways that are our thought patterns and how we behave and our neurology. So there's that. But then also on a cellular level, because when we're stressed and traumatized, our bodies can actually turn inwards and fight against itself. So we end up with these autoimmune diseases and so on. Mm. And very similar to, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome and ME, all of those things kick into place, those symptoms, and then we've got lung problems and breathing problems and stress and anxiety, and they all affect our health. And so the way that hypnotherapy works is that it taps into those things and reverses them, helping them, not just on the brain, but as you say, mind, body, and on a deep cellular level as well.
1: Mm. Why did you invest your own time, you know, your own free time and giving yourself to doctors and nurses during the pandemic? What what made you do that?
0: I think I love what I do. So, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that most of the time it doesn't feel like work. You know, I, I love what I'm doing. I enjoy doing it. But also you could just really feel that there was a a massive need for for help out there. My sister's actually a nurse working in the NHS on the front line and, you know, coming home from work, even to this day, driving home from work, pretty much, you know, very upset every night at the things that they've seen. Um, And it just brought it home that actually, if I can help people who are working on that front line in some way, And I really wanted to do that and offer that free service to the NHS.
1: That's lovely. So do you think like your relationship with your sister kind of like added to that because of the fact that you probably got more inside information of kind of how stressed and difficult it is?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, my sisters, as I say, they're on the front line and and you do see things on the news and in the newspapers. But when someone that you love is actually telling you their face-to-face and you can see how it affects not just them, but all of their colleagues, you do, it kind of brings it that much closer to home, definitely. Mm
1: -hmm. In your book, Source Your Inner Jetpack, uh, what is the premise of your book and, and what are the main, say, two takeaways from it?
0: I suppose, really, it's... It's, it's different parts of my book, actually, if, because it initially, as I mentioned and alluded to at the beginning, I had a big life transformation after a serious accident when I was told after a ski accident that I would never walk again. Um, and obviously, I did. And I, this is a point where I thought, mm, there's a there's a book in there from Paul McKenna, I need to sort this out and I'm going to defy all the odds and defy all of the medics and surgeons who say I can't walk again and I'm going to walk again which thank goodness I did Um, and so it is about how you can transform your own life and and what I did after that I went overseas for five years working with different clients as well as the United Nations and, and British Council and part so part of the book is my story talking about the changes and the experiences that I had but then at the end of each chapter i suppose the takeaways are a client success story with a particular problem and it obviously all my clients are anonymous but they've agreed to be included in in the book and It talks about their story, a different one in each chapter, what they've overcome and what techniques we worked on together. And then I guess the final takeaway point in the book is at the end of each chapter, um, there's a technique that the reader can use themselves at home to, to go over a similar issue or problem themselves. Now, obviously, it's not the technique that we would do face-to-face in clinic where I would have to put someone in it and they'd have to have a hypnotherapist with them but it is something that they can use safely at home themselves in the comfort of their own home and work through this technique and get changes and it be successful and very simple and easy to follow.
1: Lovely it sounds really intriguing and I love the fact you've got the the practical something that people can do on the on the back end of of that Rebecca what's it like when somebody says in your case the doctor said you'll never walk again like what is that like to be told that but also how how did you reconcile to not have that as the final authority like for people that have heard you know this is this is this is it you know what made you defy that and how was that how was that
0: well, I I think my first thought was there's so much more that I have to give and that I want to do. And I knew that I wanted to live and work abroad. It's something that I'd always wanted to do. I started off life as a geography teacher, believe it or not. So I wanted to travel the world and work abroad and, and live abroad. And And I know people do that who can't walk. But just at that moment when the surgeon said that to me, I just thought, no, I I want to work and live abroad and I have so much more to give, that that's not going to happen. And so I that was the point where I thought I'm going to find my own way. Um, and that's when I started to look a lot more into different therapies. And that's when I thought, ah, hypnotherapy. I remember that from that book when my mum was in hospital, that's what I'm going to go down that route. And then several months later, um, when I went for another x-ray and with the surgeon again and he he was completely astonished he was like it's a miracle I actually can't believe it but you have started to heal it looks like this might go the right way and it was it was kind of like a miracle it was incredible and then obviously I had to learn to walk again you know you go to your hydrotherapy and your physiotherapy and you're walking along the bars learning to walk again and eventually it was a long slow process but I got there and then from that moment, I was like, right, I'm going to go abroad. (laughs) So I was away for five years and that's when I set up Paris Saint Cloud. Um, And yeah, and then after that, it was like, this is my mission within my business. It's, It's not a money making scheme. It's not just I want to own my own business and make money. It's like I've been through this myself. I've been at rock bottom. I've come out the other side. And I can help other people do the same. I can help people transform their lives for themselves. It's not me doing it for them. They're doing it for themselves. I'm just simply guiding them through the process.
1: That's wonderful. Love that. Rebecca, with 2022 being here now, uh, what's one word that you want to kind of embrace as, as, as the umbrella uh, of your intention for 2022?
0: You know, I've I've not prepared for this, but the word that just flashed up, and I don't know why, was ignite. Love it. I <laughs> I love guess it. kind of just ignition, turn that engine on, and let's get moving forward. Let's ignite our passions, find out what it is that we want in 2022, and let's just drive forward.
1: Yeah, it's a wonderful word. Great. A lot of uh, the work that you do and, and a lot of what we focused on, you know, if we really think about it, it's a lot about focusing on the mind. Mm -hmm. What can we do to protect and nurture our minds as we move into the new year?
0: I think yeah, just that's a big challenge for some people this this year, especially with everything that that that's happened. And I think just moving forward, if you can just pause for a moment each day and just Think about what it is that you want to protect yourself, what it is that you need, whether it's going out for a walk in fresh air, making a journal or making a diary and just having even just five or 10 minutes just every day to just decide what it is that you actually need for yourself. And I think at this moment in time, it's all about what do I need, not what do I want, what do I want, you know what do i need to buy or have it's what do i need for myself and if you can just think about that each day and just then start gradually and slowly putting things into place that will help you build that and you know what i would say is for your mental health and your well-being if you can work with a professional it doesn't have to be a hypnotherapist it can be a coach a mentor a counselor whoever it is that can maybe just help you get into a routine of working for yourself and improving your mental health.
1: Love that. And what, what's next for you? You know, we, we, I think when we reflect on uh, the year towards the end of the year, and then we set, set our intentions, our goals, our standards for the year, the year ahead, what, what's something that's next for you? You obviously continually adding and, contributing you're talking about ignition being your word for 2022 so what's next
0: I think there's another book on the way um because this book is book 1 an introduction um as you'll see it there on amazon it'll uh, just be book 1 um i definitely think there'll be something with long covid obviously the long covid therapy institute is up and running now and i think i'll be training i mean i already train up and coming future coaches and therapists but I I think I'll be coaching medical practitioners whoever they are whatever discipline they come from to work with long COVID sufferers Um, but I think obviously my research on long COVID and the steps that people can work on with that I think book two will be on long COVID and how we can help our friends and our family at home so they don't have to go to a clinic because I think it's going to be so widespread that they can just pick up a book and what can I do for my family to help them with long COVID.
1: Hmm. Rebecca, is there anything else that you want to share that's burning within you that maybe we haven't captured today? Maybe a final thought to, to leave um, with somebody uh, and then tell us where people can, you know, interact with you, find out more about your work and, and engage.
0: OK, so, well, I'll, I'll give you my website, um, www.paris-st-cloud.com. Saint is just ST, so paris-st-cloud.com and www.harleystreettherapyclinic.com and 5th Avenue Clinic.com over in the States. And the takeaway thing I would have, because I think it's coming up to New Year now or maybe when this is aired, it is New Year, um, And people are making changes and wanting transformations and new resolutions in the new year. And people are making choices and decisions. And I think a key thing to remember is that actually 90% of when we're making a decision, 90% of it is already done through our unconscious mind in our subconscious So actually, when it's on our surface level and when we're aware of it and we think we're making a decision and we're struggling with it, that's only the final 10 percent of the decision that we're making. So obviously, this does require a hypnotherapist, but it's to tap into that 90 percent because our unconscious minds make our decisions and choices. They make 90 percent the part of it. And they do it all through positive intention. Mm. So even though our conscious mind thinks it's making the decision, it's only 10% and they might think, is it going to be a good decision, a bad decision, right or wrong? The key thing to remember is that actually it's mostly made and it's through a positive intention. Our unconscious mind will make the decision to protect us, to keep us safe and to make sure that we are taken care of because our unconscious minds simply want the best for us. So if you're making a choice or a decision in the new year and you're really struggling with it, bear in mind the fact that your unconscious mind has already made the decision 90% of the time, 90% of the content, go with your gut because deep down you do really know what the right decision is. And if you can work with a hypnotherapist
1: Beautiful. Rebecca, it's been so enjoyable spending uh, this time with you and looking forward to watching your uh, journey unfold. and, And thank you for the work that you do, especially those on the front line.
0: Oh, thank you so much. Lovely to speak to you. And I wish you a happy new year as well.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Max Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.